0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk.
1: Now, whether you loved it or hated it, the TV series Neighbours found its way into the hearts of many Irish viewers and gave a number of A-listers the start to their career. The landmark show came to an end this week after nearly 40 years on our, our reporter, Henry McKean, has been speaking with Irish Australians and
0: fans about its legacy. After nearly 40 years, why did an Australian soap opera about neighbours becoming good friends take over our living rooms here in Ireland and the UK? We meet superfans and remember the key moments and celebrate an end of an era.
2: Just a friendly way each more. I hope there's nothing seriously wrong at the Clarks. just saw Helen Daniels run in. And then Mike and a strange woman with what looked like a doctor's bag. I'm talking to you, Madge Mitchell, Ramsay, whatever your name is. Would you please tell that woman that she can talk until she's blue in the face? But nobody in the streets gonna listen to her, not after the way she's treated us. Here's superfan
1: Mark Simpson. When Neighbours was at the peak of its fame in the late 80s, early 90s, everybody was watching it. Everybody was talking about it. All the characters were household names. Everybody from Scott and Charlene to Des and Daphne, Plain Jane Superbrain, Mrs. Mangle, Madge and Harold, Bouncer the dog. There were books, magazines, sticker albums, trading cards, a board game, the Scott and Charlene wedding video. Everywhere you looked, it was neighbours. It was huge.
2: Charlene! What on earth do you think you're doing? I was trying to get in and he jumped me. I was only out the back. Are you all right, Scott? Yeah, terrific, thanks. Sorry, Scott.
0: That was the moment that Charlene first entered Neighbours, and we discovered Kylie Minogue.
3: I'm Brianna Parkins. I'm a fact-check journalist with The Journal, and I'm also a uh, token Australian. I am always surprised uh, when when you say, oh, I'm Australian, I'm from Sydney. The first question is, oh my God, do you watch Neighbours? Or I grew up watching Neighbours. Uh, I haven't gotten over Scott and Charlene's wedding. I think I underestimate how uh, much a part of you know Neighbours and Home and Away and that sort of ilk of Australian soaps played a role in the childhoods of people here and, and the, the cultural impact it had here. It's fair to say that you were either a Neighbours house or a Home and Away house. A lot of houses didn't. You wouldn't get the two and the one. You had to get to pick. And uh, we were a Neighbours house, so I actually grew up watching that a lot more. I think even at the age of 10, I was like, you know what, Neighbours has much more solid storylines, it's got better character development. Home and Away always felt like a bit too flippant. It was a lot of bikinis, it was out in the sun, you know. Neighbours had a bit more grit, it was more dramatic. I love you. <laughs> I love you, I've met Margot Robbie actually. We talked about Neighbours and we talked about her Her doing that show and she, she was meant to be going on a skiing holiday with, with a boyfriend. She got the call like three days in that she'd got a job at Neighbours so she ditched the boyfriend, ditched the holiday and, and got back because she knew that this was a launch pad. He's hot. You reckon? Don't know about the older one's hair though. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be staring. They're moving into it brief. street. Doesn't mean we should be rude. I'm not being rude. I'm being interested.
1: I have been um, watching Neighbours since 1988, when I was eight years of age. Um, I became a super fan there and then. It's hard for people to understand now the impact that show had at the time. It was such a massive program. If you think about Friends in the 90s or if you think about reality television in the noughties, Neighbours was very much that in the late 1980s, early 1990s. We had things like EastEnders and Row over here. But this was a slice of Australian life in this sunny suburb of Erinsborough. It had the perfect blend of drama and comedy and all these memorable characters. They played cricket out in Ramsey Street. They solved all their problems by calling in next door for a cup of tea or a beer down at Lassiter's Hotel. I think that's why it really worked in the UK and in Ireland. Well, listen to me, Harry.
0: I know what you've done. You've got this brilliant idea. You thought you'd bring one of your scungy pots over here, stick it in my patch, call me a thief, then get me chucked out of the garden and comp.
3: You repeat that in front of witnesses and I'll have you sued.
0: Don't you tempt me. I'll clear you out and court,
3: you big bag of wind. I think it would be Harold. Harold Bishop is my favourite too. Just for the insane storyline. Like, just disappears for a few years. Oh, where's he gone? He was there a minute ago. Harold! And to be loved. Turns out he just had a coma, you know, just disappeared. He just thought of a new personality and now he's joined the, Sal- the, the Salvation Army and plays the tuba. Like it was the weirdest plotline, and everyone just went, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Sounds good. Back in the eighties when it first
2: started, it was huge. Like I remember Scott and Charlene got married. It was everywhere in the papers. I had the poster of Scott and Charlene. You had the poster. (laughs) Their wedding poster up in my room. Like it was huge, especially for the kids. And like I'm not only from Australia, I'm from Melbourne where Neighbours was filmed. So it was a massive deal that we had this TV show made in Melbourne that all of a sudden was loved worldwide. That's when it became even bigger in Australia when we went, oh, look, people outside of Australia love them. For us, what it was was we were watching a soap that, you know, we could recognise. Now, I couldn't recognise myself in it because they were all, at the time, they were all just basically your stereotypical Australians, blonde hair, blue eyes, and, you know, there were no real ethnic families on the street. So there weren't Greek-Italian? No, no. And I remember when this one Italian family came in, there was a massive deal made about it. As it's gone on, it's become more and more diverse. But it has to be said, the reason why it's lasted so long isn't because of the Australian fan base. Like the Australians have only kicked back in in the last month or so because everyone likes a good finale, don't they? And all the stars are coming back. But the only reason why it lasted so long was because of its popularity overseas.
0: Charlene Edna... Will you have this man to be your wedded husband and live together in accordance with God's ordinance in the holy estate of matrimony? Will you love him, comfort him, honor and keep him in sickness and in health, and, forsaking all other, keep you only unto him for as long as you both shall live?
2: I will.
1: Teenage sweethearts, uh, they were only about 18 years of age at the time and they married in this fairy tale wedding to the soundtrack of Angry Anderson Suddenly, which itself was a big hit in the 80s as a result of featuring in the episode. Um, off screen, Kylie and Jason were a couple as well. So, as well as playing Scott and Charlene on one of the biggest TV shows of the time, they were also at the top of the charts. They were both really successful pop stars, particularly Kylie.
3: I
0: I remember being at the Neighbours Quiz back in 2000. In St
3: Kilda? Yes, in St Kilda
0: in a pub. And I remember meeting Toady or Toadfish and also Dion as well and and Harold Bishop. And I was so excited. You've met some of the stars. You've spent time with them, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I got to go home a few years ago and I said, oh, look, I'm Serena Lissimo. This reporter from Ireland, I may have exaggerated a little. And I got to go on set and I have to say, I didn't think I'd be as excited as I was. Like I walked down to Lasseter's, to wow. Heartbreak Lake, to, I went into, um, at that stage it was called Charlie's Bar. It's changed uh, time and time again. I sat on the Kennedy's couch and I have the blanket on me with the portrait of the Kennedy kids over the fireplace. Like, it was amazing. And like in all the years that I'd lived there, I'd never been to Pinoke Court in Nunnwadding, Forest Hill, I think it is, where it's filmed. Um, so I went there yeah. as well. And that's a real estate. Uh, it's a real story. Where yeah. real people live. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do now. Like, I'm sure there'll be tourists probably like the next two or three years, but then that's all going to die
3: down. But um, yeah, it's been a bit sad that it's ending unfortunately, Australia is really great in a lot of things. The arts isn't one of them. We're we're criminally underrepresented when you look at um, actors, movies, theatre, that sort of thing coming through compared to our population size as a relatively wealthy country. Like basically as a kid, it's like go play some sport. Arts won't get you anywhere. So Neighbours was great for, and Home and Away, were great for actors coming through. It meant a steady paycheck. They could actually work, you know, nine to five on Neighbours and go off and do theatre and then eventually go over to America and Hollywood. That's what Margot Robbie did. That's what, you know, Kylie Minogue did it was a really great starting ground so I think it's a big loss for our arts industry.
1: So Neighbours has been this training ground for such a huge number of actors who've gone on to bigger and better things ever since you're talking about Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan, Guy Pearce, Margot Robbie, Natalie Imbruglia, Chris Hemsworth started on Neighbours, Liam Hemsworth, his brother. Russell Crowe even appeared in Neighbours. There's been so many stars over the years that started their careers there and then went on to other things. They worked in American television, in the movie industry. They went on on to pursue music careers like Delta Goodrum. I think the fact that that people like Kylie Minogue, Jason Donovan, Guy Pearce and a whole host of other former um, actors from the show are returning for the finale is a real indication of the place it holds in pop culture in a certain moment in time. You've got all of these big stars who have gone on to careers around the world are all returning to a really small little TV show made in Melbourne for this last hurrah. It's a real indication that it it holds a special place in the hearts of a certain generation of people. And I think what we're seeing from Kylie and Jason and Guy and a whole heap of other stars coming back is an indication that they're very thankful to the show for giving them a start.
2: Henry's made Mike the favourite.
1: I'm just trying to get it
0: right.
2: Scott's gonna win. Everyone knows Kylie. She was our first mega superstar to come out of Neighbours. Then we had Jason, whose career wasn't as big as Kylie's, but there was Guy Pearce as well. He started with Kylie and Jason and and Jane, um, Annie Jones, um, Margot Robbie. Huge A-lister. Huge A-lister. There were there were quite a few, and that's going to be the really sad thing because the Australian soaps is where our stars got their start. So they're not going to have that, I suppose, springboard now for their career.
1: The news that Neighbours was ending wasn't a huge surprise. It had been on the air for 37 years. That's unheard of in this day and age. We're in a streaming world, we're in a reality TV world. It's actually unusual for a show like this to continue for as long as it has. It's not as big in Australia as it once was. But this is not a show that is finishing because of poor ratings. It's being finished on a financial basis. The show costs a lot of money to make and to churn out all year round. It still averages over a million viewers per day in the UK and people still sort of think of it as this sort of naff relic of the eighties, but it's ending as a very modern production. It's got a top notch cast, the sets and the lighting and production values are really strong. It's got really diverse and contemporary stories. It's going out, in my opinion, at the top of its game. I'm going to miss it. What are you going to do about them bloody neighbours of yours?
2: Neighbours did have, I suppose, some of the Australianisms, like who did you pash last night, like who did you kiss, you know, have you got your thongs, not a G-string, your flip-flops. Yeah, it was, but it was more, I suppose, just seeing an Australian suburban lifestyle where it hardly ever rained. But can I just tell you, it's actually done a really bad thing for Melbourne because tourists turn up and go, it's raining. Uh, yeah, of course it it's is. It's a very
0: similar temperature to here. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. We have four seasons in one day sometimes. That's when good neighbours become good
0: friends.
1: That was uh, News Talk. Tanya McKean reporting there on the demise of Neighbours. I think the fi- finale was last night. It's on in the background here on the TV. So well. I can't get over the outpouring of
0: love for it. And some people there, encyclopaedic knowledge, certain people who work in News Talk. Yes, indeed. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.